what is stress testing and what have we learned about it? I'm here with Andreas Lennert from the Federal Reserve in Washington at an event organised by the Systemic Risk Centre at the London School of Economics. Andreas, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Bob. Your talk today is uh, evaluating the experience of supervisory stress testing of large banks since the crisis. Let's just take a step back and imagine outside the Fed in Washington, somebody stops you and says, hey, what is stress testing? And you've only got two minutes to answer. It's a way to see whether or not an institution, usually a bank, can survive a hypothetical, extended, uh, you know, severe recession. So we try to imagine some fairly catastrophic uh, environment which the bank is going to be operating. And we ask the question, how much money is this bank going to lose? Is it going to be able to survive this, you know, this stressful environment? We're here at the Systemic Risk Center looking at stress testing. There have been stress tests that have happened in the past, but then in the past, only a handful of banks have failed. So is it more important to look at the overall system than the individual banks? I think one has to start with the individual banks because one of the lessons that we learned from the crisis is that uh, the system really is as, as fragile sometimes uh, as its weakest member. Um, so in, in times of extreme duress when you know, many banks um, are, let's say, undercapitalized or you know, potentially undercapitalized, there are doubts about it, their solvency, at times like that, the failure of a single institution like Lehman Brothers uh, can have pretty profound ramifications. In a sense, stress testing is trying to find the weakest links. That's absolutely where it, where it can start. It's sort of being stressful today in theory uh, so that we don't have to go through this uh, in reality. In the past, you've said that fragile models are dangerous, worse than useless. What do you mean by that? It's often said that all models are wrong, uh, but some are useful. My comment was about models where they're not very thoughtful, uh, they're simply a statistical relationship that appears in the data, but there's no underlying thought given to, you know, why is it that this particular relationship exists? We have an intuition why it is that unemployment rates and delinquency rates are correlated. That may be a robust relationship, but it's also often useful to sort of think about well, what we're really doing is proxying for a certain level of household stress. The unemployment rate really is proxying for the number of households that are losing their jobs or, um, you know, the spouse is losing, you know, one, one of the two earners in the household suddenly is no longer able to work full time. And so the income of the, of the family goes down and it begins prioritizing its payments or becomes unable to make certain payments. Worse than useless because uh, a fragile model, that is one that is simply derived without too much thought uh, from um, you know, the data uh, can give one a false sense of precision about the behavior of the balance sheet uh, in a stressful environment. You sort of say, well, gosh, my relationship tells me that losses can never exceed, you know, 2% on this particular portfolio. Um, and then if you sort of build all of your assumptions that you can never lose more than, than 2% uh, on that, uh, then when you lose 3%, it's a major shock at that point. So that brings us to a wider concern with stress testing that you're only as good as the tests that you're putting out and that the tests necessarily are based on past experiences. How, what, how can you overcome some of these challenges? That's an excellent point and it's one that I think uh, a lot of regulators uh, who are in this business um, worry about a lot. All major severe downturns have the same sort of flavor to them. Asset prices are falling dramatically. There's a flight to safety. Um, 
uh, risky assets, uh, you know, are sort of no one's willing to buy them. Um, at the same time, the economy is collapsing into a severe recession, so um, unemployment rate is going up, the rate of job losses is going up. There's no way to hedge against a, a global downturn. If every country in the world experiences a, a recession simultaneously, there's simply no safe harbor. But then beyond that, every recession or every crisis has its own special characteristics, and uh, one of the you know, useful things about today's meeting uh, that I've particularly enjoyed is hearing from um, authorities in other countries about how they think about these scenarios, how they think about what it is that could ultimately go wrong and damage the financial systems, uh, you know, either in their home jurisdictions or globally. And I think that kind of creative thinking uh, is absolutely necessary to have a truly, you know, forward-looking test that isn't simply repeating the old stresses of the, you know, of, the, of previous crises. And it's not just one test that is passed around the world like a, like a health test. It's lots of different organisations and institutions coming up with their own tests based on their own models, based on their own forward and backward looking. That's right. I'd say one of the major innovations that's occurred since the financial crisis is that there is this kind of uh, community of people that engage in stress testing who share ideas, um, share theories about what the problems are, and implement their, their stress tests in slightly different ways. I think before the crisis, stress tests were used, but they were more used um, in a kind of back office fashion. They were not a particularly high profile um, uh, you know, event. Um, so there was a lot less of this kind of fertile or cross-pollination. Let's turn now to your, the topic of today's talk. Is it fair to say you're talking about stress testing and what we have learned from it? That's right. Some of the participants in the conference uh, referred to the difference between wartime and peacetime. Uh, so wartime was something that I think uh, you know, a lot of European countries, the United States, went through in the sense of a financial crisis. And in that environment, stress tests play a very important role of explaining in a credible way just how bad uh, the banking system or the financial system, just how large the losses are, just how bad it can get. Now that we've moved uh, beyond that stage and we're well into an economic recovery, stress testing has become uh, part of routine process for regulators uh, and for financial you know, authorities that are accountable for financial stability. So the question is, we've been doing this for a few years now, what are some of the early concerns that we had? Did they prove out? Uh, what are some things that we didn't really anticipate um, that have emerged? What are the key takeaways from this thinking? In my paper with Bev Hertel, an economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, uh, we looked at you know, our experience uh, designing um, a whole system that's based on stress testing. So there's a question. Uh, you run the stress test. What do you tell the public about the results of the stress test? Do you tell them just pass-fail, or do you tell them more? One of the things we found is that if you start telling the public more, in some sense that's a virtuous cycle where you build credibility for the overall program of supervision, uh, which hopefully uh, will make you know, bank capital ratios and sort of the, the, the solvency of the banking system a more, uh, you know, more credible uh, and hence less prone to uh, you know, panics and crises of confidence. And will that work in wartime as well as peacetime? Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, one of these days we're going to find out. I mean, it certainly is our uh, thinking that we'll go into the next uh, downturn, recession, whatever it might be, with uh, 
a much better capitalized financial system um, and with a set of quantitative tools, sort of forward-looking, uh, imaginative uh, hypotheses about what the risks are in the system. And so those two things alone, you know, better capital and better information, are going to, or would have been, let's say, it would have been extremely useful to have in, say, 2007. My hope is that that I or my successor, my successor's successor, uh, finds themselves armed with these uh, additional tools. A financial system is really only just one crisis of confidence away from, uh, you know, from being in, in dire straits. Uh, so anything that can be done to sort of promote confidence based on reality uh, is, is going to enhance stability. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob.